The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. Subhan That's right, infidels. You found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. Hello, so sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! Hello, this is Homeboy88 of the Homeboy88 Podcast. If you like hip-hop, video games, pro wrestling, conspiracy theories, and comedy, come check out the Homeboy88 Podcast, constantly in the top Apple Podcast charts. Check out my back catalog featuring some of the funniest wrestling shows ever created. The Homeboy88 Podcast. Search for it and listen today. That's what it is. Uh, look at this. It 
pulling down the knee well, pad. When you're on your knees, this guy's going to cover the knee strike. It's dangerous. Takeshi's dangerous when you're, his opponent's on his knees. Oh, no! MJF once again bailing out. Took too long pulling the pad down, guys. That's what happened there. Well, he wanted to expose the kneecap, which is not illegal. Smart by Takeshi. Just took a little while doing it. He's still grabbing that bicep, though. Yes. That's his arm, Shivani. Right. Thanks. Good comeback. MJF returns to the ring to and once again putting the official in the way. Oh! MJF has never met a low road he wouldn't take. Well, it's true. I mean, you've been saying it, Shivani's been saying it, saying it. There's no doubt about it. You're both right. Like I said earlier, the guy will cheat. He will take shortcuts, MJF. Hence why he has that world title. Which also makes him so dangerous. But I mean, is that the type of man you want to represent this organization? A man that will take shortcuts whenever they present themselves. I have no say in that. I'm just a, merely a small color commentator. I mind my business, I do my job, but I understand the question. Where were we? Okay. Takeshi answers with a big shot of his own. Three, four, five, six. Repeated elbow strikes. Answering unabated and now. MJF, he fed that boot to Takeshi in order to get the thumb for the eyes. But Takeshi coming back, swing and a miss. Work up front. No! Oh my god! Power bump oh. on the knee! But that was the knee that MJF dropped on the mat. There's a lot of pain there. That did, I don't know who got it worse than. I think MJF might have got it worse than Takeshi. Well, I think so too. MJF, it is again. Before this oh. power bomb on the knee. When he was looking for that knee drop on Takeshka, Takeshka avoided it, and MJF came up clutching it. Then, out of instinct, delivered the power bomb. But oh, there goes Blue Thunderbomb! The stack got a big upset! Oh, wow! But you notice Takeshka once again, that palm was upward. Oh! But the knee! It connected! This has got to be it! Got him! One, two, and so smart, the ring presence of MJF, putting that foot on the rope, utilizing that bottom rope. But what a knee strike. I said it earlier, guys. When his opponent is on his knee, on their knees, and he comes with a knee strike, good luck. Were it not for the bottom rope, were it not for the positioning of MJF, Konosuke Takeshita would have an AEW World Championship title shot next Wednesday night. Now he's got to focus, leave that alone, and keep forging ahead here. Not look back. Take your shot now. Agree completely with you, Tony. You're right. Takeshita. Oh, oh man. Which is tough to balance yeah, in the middle the like that. the arm, especially. But instead, the Senton Atomico. That momentary pause. Oh, look at that. And MJF once again. Seizing on the left arm. Looking for the salt of the earth. That's it deep, guys. This is going to be it. And great positioning by MJF. He has his body in between Takeshita and the nearest rope. Absolutely. And he's just, he's pushing all his weight into the back of Takeshi. Takeshi doing the right thing, trying to get to the ropes. And as he turns his hip underneath him, that actually puts more pressure. If he were to turn into MJF, he'd be able to relieve some of the pressure. And you're right. And that's why MJF's putting the pressure down with his buttocks onto the mat to avoid Takeshi rolling in. And MJF rolls now. He's cranking nice. upward. No, look at the bridge. Look at that. And Konosuke Takeshi forced to tap out. No, no. Further to go than that. There is your the AEW World Champion, MJF. Well, especially off of the earlier injury on Takeshita's arm. I mean, there's no way that he's going to be able to sustain something like that.
It was great, a great outing by Takeshita, but man, I was just swamped by the champion at the end. Well, MJF successfully fends off Kanosuke Takeshita in this AEW World Championship Eliminator match. I, I, I gotta give him his credit. It was a. Oh, oh come on. Just when I was going to give him props, he goes and he does this. He's got to put the he's, ring back on. The ring, and the back ring back is on. Oh! That dynamite diamond ring! Just sucks. That's just a big chunk of metal, man. That's a weapon, that ring. It's not your basic uh, little uh, ring finger ring gimmick. That thing is big and thick. MJF after the bell. All the damage done to that shoulder of Kanosuke to that Takeshita, and that's not enough for our world champion tag. Yeah, he's probably going a little too far here. I, I, I kind of agree with you guys on it. Three times. Three times. just busted him open, too. Yeah, he, he touched the referee. And Takeshita. Oh, oh, no, the American Dragon, Brian Danielson, returning the favor for Takeshita. But perhaps not soon enough, Takeshita laying in a pool of his blood. Brian Danielson, he will be facing off with Roosh later on tonight. If Danielson wins, he will earn his shot at MJF at Revolution Sunday, March 5th in the 60-minute Ironman match of the EW World Championship. Yeah, they got to get the doctor to yeah. check out the catch. He's split open pretty bad. There's Dr. Sampson checking on him. Always going to need a stitch or two or three or whatever's going on there. Absolutely. We got a, another medical personnel out, one of the medical team here at AEW. This is this wow. is a horrible scene. Yeah, yeah, I didn't expect this. I mean, that, that once you put that ring on and he put his hands on the referee, MJF. Yeah, what drives a man to do that, guys? I mean, he wins the match. What? I, all I could say, knowing Max, he might have might have felt like catch, you know, he might have just felt like he was trying to upstage him or something. I don't know. I don't have the answer to that. I don't know. Well, They are. 
slugging it out. The power of the bull. And the chest of Davis looks like a roast beef when you ask for it rare. And a belly counter. Max Dolphin. Oh, great call, Taz. You're so good at this. Thank you, The round kicks. That one caught. Roos in the midsection. Now the chest. But there we go, Roos. Turns it around on Bruce. I think Bruce let Danielson turn around. He's absorbing this contact. You're right. Both these guys are sick of the nuts. Let's just beat the hell out of each other on a Wednesday night. Bruce, there we go. Corner. This is. I, I, we've seen physical matches, guys. Oh, oh wait a oh, second. Watch out. He's trying to avoid contact, but down on the elbow. There it is, Roos. This is turning to a struggle. It's not a match, it's a freaking struggle. You oh, mess I with the bull, you get the horns. Here we go. It's man. over, it's over, it's over. The straight jacket pile driver. Done. The loaders. Deuce and trap. Do not cover arrogantly against Brian Danielson. Yeah, that's a problem because he's got a lot of toughness and heart in this dance, and he's able to pop that shoulder up and get out of that big cover. Keep that in mind in Revolution, Max. He's not making it to Revolution, Shivani. These people can see and yes all they want. Roosh is not losing tonight. Danielson's arm hanging on by a thread. His head's bleeding like, like crazy. I, I kind of agree with, with MJF here. I, I look at these. Look at these ferocious strikes. Roos needs to be very careful. If he gets disqualified, Danielson will advance to Revolution, but now... Oh, boy. The Bulls are...
can do it. Oh, what? Sunday, March 5th, Revolution Live from the Chase Center in San Francisco, California. The main event is set. It will be MJF and Brian Danielson, the AEW World Championship on the line in a 60-minute Ironman match. You are not going to see any more physical of an encounter that we just have seen. You gotta wonder what's left of Brian Danielson. Uh, whatever's left is about to be taken away from by MJF to Danielson. Danielson. Oh, just as soon as he raises his head, you see MJF with that dynamite diamond ring on his hand. MJF positively frightened of the prospect of facing Danielson at Revolution. Back to the split open head. The salt of the earth, the arm bar on that injured shoulder of Danielson after Danielson's already went through hell with Roosh. That shoulder of Danielson's got to be ripped to shreds, man. This is that. This is brutal. We got staff members coming out to try to... And he's just picking them off right now. And MJF, I mean, he's going to be lucky if he's not fined a month's pay before Revolution is... Yeah, I think MJF's losing a little bit, man. Listen, he's already touched an official. He threw Paul Turner in front of him twice. And now trying to be torn off Brian Danielson by these security officials. We need to restore order. We need to get MJF on Brian Danielson. There is more dynamite to come. Don't go anywhere.
Shivani, and now the PWC, the Pro Wrestling Coalition is on the air for the most exciting two hours of professional wrestling podcasting in the world. We're going to put butts in seats and ears to the streets. And now, here are your hosts, Jimmy T and Christopher Rams. and welcome to your favorite podcaster's favorite podcast about AEW Dynamite. Welcome to the PWC's Wednesday Night Skirmish. Also, I can confirm that if we're not your favorite podcaster's favorite podcast, we are my favorite podcaster's <laughs> favorite podcast about AEW Dynamite. That from the uh, from the horse's mouth himself. I'm not going to tell you who I'm talking about, but he told me I'm his favorite podcaster. I, so, I heard it, by the way. <laughs> I don't know if we should mention the name, but check out the Impact Attack. Hint, hint. Check out the Impact Attack. Um, also, uh, shout-outs to Big Ray Hernandez. But I won't tell you who told me that I'm their favorite podcaster. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but, um, yeah, so thanks for coming on. Thanks for being with us, everybody. Uh, I'm your host. I'm Christopher Ams. That's A-M-B-S, like lambs with no L, or bullshit first thing in the morning. Um, I am here with my usually unusual co-host with the most from the Port Phillip Coast, a good friend to you and to me, Jimmy T of the PWC. Jimmy, how the fuck are you, man? I'm great, man. I'm great. We're doing the well, the triple header of podcasts for the evening. Uh, I'm, I'm pumped, man. I'm, I'm happy I'm back. I missed out last week. It was you and Jeff, and thank you for to the both of you for holding the fort down. But yeah, I'm back, man, and uh, I'm just excited to be doing this show with you, my friend. Yeah, man, always exciting to do the show with you, Jimmy. Um, happy to do it. Yeah, w- this will be my second of three shows, and this is your third of four shows today. So, oh yes. If <laughs> if at any point Jimmy seems tired, please forgive him. He has been up for a while. Well, um, to be fair, Chris, I since I fell asleep while watching Rampage last night. I won't lie, man. I fell asleep and didn't wake up till like midnight. <laughs> so, 
There you go, man. I, I literally slept in too. That's what Rampage did for me, man. Well, hey, Rampage, you know, that's basically the only good thing that Rampage did this week. So good <laughs> good for you and good for them. And so, so nice. Um, yeah, let's see. Uh, what can we talk about from the world of professional wrestling? Um, I don't know. Is there anything really worth talking about? Oh, uh, Jerry the King Lawler. Uh, shout out to shout out to the king. Uh, had a stroke this week. It sounds like he's doing a lot better. Um, we've heard some updates from uh, Dutch Mantel primarily, and also uh, Jerry's uh, official uh, Twitter page, which I'm guessing is run by his family. Um, he seems to be doing better. Seems like he's able to at least speak and move around a little bit. So good for him, and we wish the king nothing but a speedy recovery. Um, Absolutely. Jimmy, any thoughts about Jerry the King Lawler and his general um, legacy in professional wrestling? Well, his legacy, obviously, other than the the youngins back in the day that he used to sort of uh, hook up with. Um, look, he's always going to be known as a legend in my book. I know there's a lot of so-called what's, what's the word for juvenile rat? I wonder if there's a <laughs> juvenile you know, rat, like baby rat. Well, you know, like rats. Or, <laughs> well, or juvenile rat would be rats. the yeah. Right, yeah, like yeah. a baby I mean, rat. I wonder if there's a word for little that. Rat? That, that Kitty rat. I guess. I guess in Spanish, <laughs> it's like El ratito. ratito Holmes. Orale, ratito. Yeah, something like that. I mean, or is it Mimito Ratito? <laughs> Jerry likes them young, anyway. <laughs> Hey, uh, I mean, each to their own, no doubt about it. But look, I know back in the days, you know, it wasn't as frowned upon. And now, you know, we've got the woke crowd, which, don't get me wrong, it should be frowned upon in today's day and age, obviously. I don't know how young he went, but the rumors were he went pretty young. But in all seriousness, uh, <laughs> homeboy in the chest is Ratita. But um, yeah, uh, look. He's a legend, no doubt about it, Chris. He will always be known as a legend. I mean, him and Andy Kaufman absolutely set uh, uh, or transcended professional wrestling at the time when no one else actually did. I mean, think about it. Not even WWF at the time. Not even NWA. This was Mid-South Wrestling, dude. Think about that for a minute. It was a a big deal. Mid-South Wrestling, and it became a big deal thanks to Andy Kaufman and Jerry the King Lawler. And like you said on the Smack Attack, or maybe I shouldn't say it, but because you need to pay five bucks to hear what Chris had to say. But to be fair, you did say best commentator or best color commentator, best commentary team in JR and the King of all time. And you know what, man? I, I agree. But I will say I used to love Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby the Brain Heenan. And also Jesse the Body Ventura and, and Gorilla Monsoon. I'll say this. I'll say this. I love the pairing of, of Monsoon and Heenan. And I think that you could say that Bobby Heenan was a better commentator than JR. You could, you could say and that they're similar he was in their the own greatest, way. And you could say that Bobby is the greatest commentator of all time. And I wouldn't argue with you. But the best combination was JR and Jim Ross. Those two just, like, they worked perfectly together. Like, if I do a show with somebody else, I can still be entertaining, but I'm at my best when I do a show with you, Jim. Oh, you know man, what I mean? Stop it. And, I'm blushing. And honestly, but honestly, I feel like you're the same way. You do a show with oh, somebody else, you're still good, you're still quick, you still got, you know, insights and everything, but I honestly believe that you and I 
fit together as a as a team doing this podcasting stuff we're more fun together and i think likewise you know jr by himself with you know jr with other people i mean we see it on aew he's fun he still knows what he's talking about he's still good jr with michael cole was still entertaining it was still pretty good but it never came close to the symmetry that those two had together to me that two-man booth is the best commentary team in wrestling history i mean what what made that so great as well was the fact that the king would purposely kind of annoy jr like to the point where jr at, at first didn't like it uh having the king as his color guy because he would just annoy the crap out of him like you know look jr puppies and and whatever but you know obviously they became very close obviously and uh he obviously loved having him around as a matter of fact i think jr was one of the first people that actually spoke to the king excuse me while he had his stroke and uh look man he's a legend like you brought up the bret hart stuff back in king of the ring 93 i think the lead up to that as a matter of fact i mean when you i knew you were going to mention that and and because i i remember that fondly as well myself i mean didn't he stick didn't the king stick his foot in Brett's mouth? As yep. a matter of fact, if I remember, uh, if if my memory serves me right, that that was back then because I was such a Brett mark. I was like, really? <laughs> like I used to hate the yep. king during that time. But hated it, him. Hated but him. But that's how. But that's how you know he was doing a good job. Absolutely. Right? If the younger version of you just wanted to rip his fucking head off, then he's great at what he does. And let's be honest, he was a piece of shit heel, dude. Oh, yeah. Like really a piece of shit heel, and when I say piece of shit, MJF is a piece of shit heel. Yeah, and, and I say that in the most positive like way. I, I don't mean that to be derogatory. I'm truly saying it in in the best way possible. The King was a piece of shit heel, literally, to the point. I'm gonna say this because he said it. But do you remember back in the Attitude Era where he was on commentary? Uh-huh. <laughs> Shout out to Jinder Mahal. R. Kelly and the King are better do it. Woohoo! A piece on you. <laughs> anyway, but uh, back to what I was saying, which threw me off. Thank you, Jinder. You threw me right off what I was meant to say. But uh, yeah, back then when he was doing commentary, he would also wrestle occasionally on Raw, right? Do you remember mm-hmm. when he had a little feud with Goldust by any chance? I don't. Oh! Uh, do you remember? Oh. Do you really remember? Come on. No, I hope like you do. I have like little I have like little snippets of memories of like All JR. Right. When saying I say flaming really inappropriate things, yeah. Yeah, my, when I say flaming what comes into your head? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a three letter word. Yeah. Well so I don't say, I don't want to offend anyone. Oh should I say it? I mean it's like from me, it's You're quote quoting. unquote the king. Exactly. Quoting. I'm quoting. So I'll say it. He basically called Goldust a flaming fag. Yeah. On live television, on Raw. Think about that for a minute. You would, he would did that numerous occasions, but he literally gave one of the most scathing promos, dude. One of the best King promos, and ended it with flaming fag, and that his wife Terry was a slut. This is all on Raw, in those yeah. words. And oh man, that's a piece of shit heel right there. But that popped me. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. That's Southern heel though. That's I mean. That's one thing about like Southern wrestling, like they got fucking heat, brother. Like they knew how to get like atomic heat. It wasn't just 
it wasn't just I'm going to defeat you for my mother Russia is better <laughs> yeah. than your blah blah you know like sort of the silly stuff that the WWE sometimes leaned into like in the south it was like uh no I'm gonna fuck your wife and then I'm gonna slap <laughs> yeah. your mother or maybe I'll do it in the other or maybe I'll do it the other way around no right like they they really cut each other in southern heel wrestling 100% man oh homeboy 88 is in the, in the chat talk about the UFC the Australian Alexander Volkanovski is going to try to capture two titles. We know, homeboy. Don't worry, dude. As a matter of fact, we'll, we're both watching the prelims as we're getting on right here to do the skirmish. And we'll catch the Volkanovski fight at the end of the show. Hopefully, by that point, we're in the main event. So we'll see what happens there. And also, Facebook user says, What's up, dudes? What's up? Whoever that what's is. What's up, bro? What's up? What's up? Anyway, what's back, up? To the, back to the king. He was... Man, like I said, as like the younger version of us hated his guts, but as you got older, you appreciate how truly good he was on the on the mic, and he's really one of the best of all time. I mean, you can't take that away from me, man. I don't think you can either. Like I said, he had a Hall of Fame career in the ring, you know, in the Me in, in Memphis territories. He had a Hall of Fame career commentating. He had a Hall of Fame uh, mind for wrestling. He had a Absolutely. he had. He had one feud that would probably get him in the Hall of Fame anyway with Andy Kaufman. You know, like without all the rest of it, just him and Kaufman stuff would probably make him worthy of a Hall of Fame induction speech. And then, you know, I mean, his dating record is in the Hall of Fame too. So. Hey, this is fucking giving credit for that, man. That's true, man. I mean, at the end of the day, this guy was scoring like late 20 year olds, early 30 year olds. When Dude, he, was, he, he was 50. The cat. He fucked yeah. the cat when he was like 50-something, so <laughs> hats off to Jerry the King Baller. He's got the gift of the gab, bro, clearly. Well, either that or he's, uh, you know. Well endowed. <laughs> he must be it's called the king for different that, reasons. It's you know possible what I mean? that he and Batista have a lot in common. <laughs> That's what I love about his Hall of Fame. I'm like, oh, man, it must be his cock, literally. Remember, folks, the answer is always pizza. <laughs> It's uh, always penis. Fine. Always penis here at PWC, unfortunately. <laughs> or fortunately, whatever you want to say, but it's true. Yeah, the uh, the penis world co coalition. Oh. Or is it the penis world co uh, Anyway, no, no, please continue, please. All right, we'll continue. <laughs> we'll move on to uh, we'll move on to the show, um, and uh, yeah, it's a, it's a super special night, Jimmy. Uh, oh, just like all the other started. super special don't. nights, uh, this episode was called the Championship Fight Night. But why? Four major titles would be on the line. Oh wait, four so major titles. Four, four. So you four let me get this straight. Titles. We started off with Takeshita, or is it Takeshita, Konsuke Takeshita, right? Versus MJF, but it wasn't for the AEW World Heavyweight Champion, correct? No, it was a title eliminator against the champion, which is dumb. It is dumb, and I'll tell you what else is dumber. Why the fuck would you call this champion fight night, whatever the fuck, when your AEW world champion didn't have his belt on the line, you, your women's world champion didn't have her belt on the line, uh, so shouldn't you call it something else, not, not championship blah blah blah, shouldn't it be... Call it, I don't know call what it, it minor be. belt night. Minor, minor belt? Battle for the belts. That's what it should have been. Battle for the <laughs> European Championship level belts. 
a champion <laughs> European, or was it all Atlantic Championship level belts? Oh my God! They didn't have Did the we all even Atlantic get that? title. No, the all Atlantic didn't. title wasn't even on the line tonight. God damn it! They dropped the ball. They dropped the ball, man. Yeah, I hate these gimmick shit that AEW does week in week out. At this point, I'm kind of over it. It it made no sense half the time. This makes no sense. The name makes no sense, Chris. No, it's really, it's just. It's just an. It's just a way to try to pretend like this episode is something more special than the average episode. And newsflash, it it wasn't. You know, it this wasn't. was a bunch of. No, no. It wasn't it too bad wasn't. the show though. But yeah, like it wasn't it's an bullshit. awful show. But they they do this constantly where every show is a special show, and then oh, you know, we've got yeah, this one's a special show, and then and then winter is coming, and then <laughs> you know this one is the the beach break. show for the thing, and then it's yeah beach break and uh, fight for the, the fallen, fucking it goes on and on and on and on. Might as well not even call the show Dynamite anymore, Chris. Really, like you might as well just come up with a brand new thing to call the show AEW, What's... and then a whole new fucking title. What the fuck Every... is Road Rager, bro? I know what I know what it means when I have a Road Rager. <laughs> <laughs> Zing. <laughs> the answer uh, is frozen. always penis. All right. Always. Uh, P. Always penis. <laughs> the P in PWC. Um, <laughs> That's right. All right. Well, we start off the show with MJF coming out. He looks like a million bucks. He really looks like he's. He's really focusing on getting himself in even better shape. Um, you know, he just looks great coming out with the big Burberry belt. Uh, he's taken on uh, Nono Kono, and uh, yeah, it's, a, it's a, I don't I don't know why this kid's getting such a shot against MJF, but here we are. Um, early on, MJF uh, focuses on the arm, which is good business because you know that's his finish. Um, you know, is the arm breaker. Uh, Sashimi uh, Mesta uh, lands a pretty good looking frog splash but he can't cover because of the damage to his arm uh, he comes down with the frog splash lands on his arm and then he kind of is like holding it while he's covering that was a good little piece of business I like that that was good um, you know well done um, the crowd I thought was a little more into this match than I was but I mean you know me by now so that's, that's <laughs> pretty much how it goes i don't even like to sing judas to myself so (laughs) 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 just quietly chris as a matter of fact this match kind of surprised me uh i felt these two had actually good chemistry in the ring surprisingly because honestly mj is not the best wrestler in the world let's be honest right i mean but he's a damn good old school sort of style wrestler which for this type of heel that he's playing, mm-hmm. he should wrestle that way, right? He shouldn't be doing yep. flips and whatnot, right? That's not nope. his thing. But for whatever reason, Takeshita or Takeshita, uh actually um, has good chemistry. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird, and the match was actually quite good for what it was. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, listen, like this crowd was. Again, like the crowd was was more into it than I was, but it, it was a good match. Um, it's it was less insulting than the EVP matches. We'll put it that way. Um, oh. Here's something that I didn't like. Okay, he's your world champion. Okay, and he's taken on this kid. You want 
you want the kid to shine a little bit and you can do that you you can do that no for um, sure the right way to do that though is mjf goes over in 6 minutes he mostly dominates the match takeshka gets four hope spots four spots in the match where he comes back and he's and he's fired up and and he looks like and he lands something good gets a one two you know kick out by the champ whatever but then mjf cheats and he takes back over again you right. know what i mean like right. that's Absolutely. the right way to book this match you got a young kid who you want to you want to help him get over by having a a competitive match with your champion that's how you do it you don't have them do a 20 minute you know a 20 minute match with blood with you know, all the other extras and we'll talk about that as we get to the end of that. <laughs> yeah. i mean that's two weeks in a row where production has just fucked the like absolutely shit the bed. Um, <laughs> you think? <laughs> anyway, um, and then you know your world champion needed to put his foot on the rope to kick out of Takeshka's finish. Wrong, just bad, like bad booking. You know what I mean? It would be like, <laughs> um, it would be like in 1998 if Jeff Hardy took on the undertaker and uh after a swanton bomb taker had to put his foot on the rope to kick out like that wouldn't be right okay <laughs> if you were gonna have that match in 1998 you could have it you really could you could have had it right you could have had a good five or six minute match where jeff got a few hope spots in and did something that shocked taker for a quick roll up or something and then taker goes over with a fucking tombstone right his first <laughs> yeah. tombstone he doesn't have to hit two tombstones, you know, like MJF had to lock in the arm breaker twice to get the win tonight. Um, another thing, I mean, this was hilarious. Um, the arena that they were in, I honestly thought it was full sale. Like, <laughs> it's two weeks in a row now. Where I think, have they been in the same arena? Because that is a tiny tiny small 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 space well, are you talking about in el paso i don't know if they've been to el paso before it was oh, small, i know though. what it was yeah it was so it was dynamite and rampage that they were in el paso that's what i was seeing right but yes man is that a tiny building like i've seen bigger buildings like at high school hockey <laughs> well i mean yeah let's be honest um the AW think, or especially TK, they think they're a lot bigger than they are. And look, in some markets, they are very big, as a matter of fact. But I don't know what, how it is in Texas, but I will say this. For a small crowd, it was pretty hot. And it seemed like it was full. I mean, was Myers deceiving me, Chris? Or did it seem no, it full at like least? They, it seemed like they filled up like the at least 60 people arena that they were in, yeah. <laughs> Realistically, it was probably. Do you think it was a, at least two thousand? Yeah, it was a few thousand. Like it was probably like a four thousand seat arena or something. Like it wasn't if you teeny tiny, but like pretty tiny in though. comparison. Like right. in comparison to what we're used to seeing in wrestling, even yeah. AEW shows we're used to seeing much bigger arenas than that. No, for sure, a hundred percent. I agree. Um, also, in the chat, Yo Jimbo says one hundred, and um, also. Uh, what is it? Where is it? I lost the comment because I liked the comment about us because the boys are back together. It's glorious. Is that you, Prof? Is that you? 
the glorious professor. <clears throat> and Facebook user says, shoot, I missed the Kip Sabian coverage. And Homeboy says, Jimmy, you better. I wanted to start the show with you guys. Why well, am I supposed to know you, you, you better? I mean, you never told me that. If you, if you want to say something, come on in. Homeboy, you you start the show for us every week. I hear you talk. Yeah. I, I hear you announcing us before we ever start. I know. Damn it, homeboy. You like you you're not being like Jeff Lippman, are you? Where you like the sound of your own voice? <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Jeff Lippman. <laughs> See what I did there? But anyway, and he also said, "Like the old days, pero." Facebook says actual low rent arenas. Yeah. True. Maybe he's wasting money, Chris. Maybe. Maybe. Um, all right. So anyway, MJF gets the win with the with the. Uh, I'm not even. Uh, why does he still like? They listen. He calls it the salt of the earth, right? Right. But I still hear the term Fujiwara armbar six times from El Mascaco. Shut the <laughs> yeah. fuck up. Well, shut up. It's the fucking salt of the earth. That's true. That's true. Technically, it is the Fujiwara armbar. Yes, that's true. But yeah, yes, you're right. The is technically the Scorpion Deathlock. Like, and technically, uh, it's it's a Japanese move before that. Yeah, like, don't do that. Don't, like, you don't sound smart, Masako. You just, you sound like you're an asshole. You sound like you're no-selling it to try to big yourself up. Look true. at how smart I am. I know the actual <laughs> name of this move, which is the Fujiwara Armbar. He did the same thing last week when Joe hit that fucking big slam out of the corner. I mean, oh, you mean to me, it's uranagi? like, right. To me, it's a uranagi, <laughs> right? Okay. You could call it a uranagi or you could say like, oh, wow. Like, look at the power of, of Samoa Joe. Just, I mean, he's got this guy running full force at him and he just picks him up and slams him. What a beast we're watching in this match. Samoa Joe is truly an impressive specimen. Instead, instead you've got El Mascaco going, uh, he learned that in Japan from from Ichiban Sushi Tits. It's like, shut <laughs> the fuck up, Masako. Why are you like? Why are you fucking up the spot? Ichiban Sushi Tits. I like it. That's that's a good one. <laughs> Absolutely a good one. Um, no, no, you're right, man. It's true, and I don't think he realizes it though, Chris. That's the problem because if he did. Would he be saying that? You know what I mean? Somebody I mean, should fucking tell him. <laughs> but you're right. He should be putting over what they call their moves. You know, I remember JR saying back in the day that even Michael Collin, every commentator for that matter, they would tell, like, wrestlers would come up to them and tell them how they want their shit announced, right? So yep. if their finish is called the rock bottom, because that's what the Uranagi really is, right? Yep. Like, it's essentially, you know, uh, what do you call it? A modified version of the rock of the uranagi it's a layout the it's, it's basically right. he just lays out doing the uranagi yeah. right but no one's gonna call it the fucking uranagi you know what i'm saying they're gonna call it the rock bottom because that's yep. what he wants it to be called and like i said, never once it of the earth. i never once heard jr say the modified uranagi also <laughs> yeah. known as the rock bottom no he called it rock bottom <laughs> rock bottom that's rock right. bottom. that's what he did when he, when he hit the rock bottom it was it's, just rock bottom it's true, man. It's spot on. And that's the problem. Oh, we got a guest though, Chris. It's 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 not only my favorite pedal, but it's your favorite pedal too. It is Homeboy 88. 88. 88. 
Well, you fucked it all up because I wanted to come at the beginning and do a whole special intro for you guys. Oh, oh well, please do. <laughs> well, forget it. <laughs> but, man, hey, you don't just jump in here and say that. <laughs> like, I was just go. I was gonna do uh, homeboy Shivani and homeboy Jim Ross. <laughs> okay, do homeboy Jim Ross. Maybe that should be our new intro. But I gotta hear this, oh, man, because okay. it's gonna sound. It's gonna sound well, very. Orale, say, JR. Oh, you fucker. I was gonna say, well, it's Homeboy Shivani. Welcome to the PWC. Joining me as always, it's Christopher Ann and Jimmy T. And joining me right here in the booth, it's JR. I was gonna be a slobber knocker of a fucking event. We're gonna recap AEW, boys. And I, I got. Who's <laughs> over the smoke? Oh no, no, no. Oh. Oh, you no. fucked it all up. Oh, you didn't just say that, bro. <laughs> oh, no. We're going to get him. And I wanted to say, do some banter about the Chinese balloon going over Canada. Oh, and over the U.S., by the way. Well, of course, over the U.S. It went over, over all across the we, U.S. We shot it down, but the Canadians, uh, they just were like, hey, look, it's up in the sky. Well, apparently they say it was a UFO really deep down, uh, homeboy. We just you know, couldn't get anybody who could shoot a hockey puck high enough to, to pop it. <laughs> <is> what happened. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I... Indeed. So, did you hear what they uh, found inside? Of the balloon? Aliens? Get the No. <laughs> they found Chinese checkers, a oh. couple of like uh, fake iPhones. <laughs> and uh, COVID. Some, no- some noodles and uh, <laughs> noodles. The original. And the original. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking COVID. But well, you fucked it all up. Oh my god. That was at the well, beginning. Well, this is the racist Olympics, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and uh <laughs> <laughs> it looks like homeboy has won the gold medal. Orale, gold medalist. Hey, hey, hey. No, but, no, but seriously, we can transition to wrestling for a little bit. Do you know what? Do you know why Mexico never wins in the Olympics? I'm not going to tell that joke. You motherfucker. You know what was even you better, son bro? Of a bitch. He was giving me shit during the World Cup uh, about Australia sucking and Greece didn't qualify. But guess who got further than Mexico? Actually, uh, I like soccer now, but they have the stupidest rules, Chris. Mexico won their last game and got eliminated. Get the fuck out of here. What are you talking about? No, they did. They won. Go look at the score. They won their last game and still got eliminated. Oh, yeah, yeah, from the group. Yeah, because of goal difference. You weren't good enough to get out of the fucking group, bro. No, because soccer is done with that. Oh, of course, of course it is. Suddenly it's fucking dumb. That's why Mexicans love fucking football. All right, homeboy, it's fucking football. I actually like it. Now. I really do. Of course you do. It was a really competitive World Cup. It was great. I was going to say, uh, coming up on my show, we're going to have, what's his name? Brendan Meltzer. No no relation. Brendan Meltzer. Who the fuck is Brendan Meltzer? Do you know who Brendan Meltzer is? I think well, Homeboy he, will tell us if we give him a minute. Oh, sorry. My well, bias. He contacted me through uh, my Reddit page, and he's going to come on. And he has a new book coming out, and he's defending new wrestling. He says it's better than old wrestling. This is why I want him on. Excuse I want to hear that about that shit. Clearly, he's a Meltzer. He's yeah. talking shit right there. Like, that's just... 
Well, yeah. he said he's not related, but I don't know. We'll find I think it might fine. be Dave Meltzer. <laughs> I think he's just fucking with you, and it's actually Dave Meltzer just just writing under a pseudonym. I hope, I'm not gonna see this. Well, I hope not because I hate that guy's voice, bro. Hey, it's Dev Meltzer, and I just gotta say, I'm gonna five star match all the Japanese guys, and everybody else can go fuck themselves. Seven yeah, stars. Yeah. Everybody Hard in the board. Tokyo Dome gets seven stars. WWE yeah. has, has no five star matches ever. Yeah, oh, she, yeah. See, I'm not a, I'm not a tough guy, as you can tell from my voice, but I do know a thing or two about professional wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> That's disturbing. I'm not gonna lie. That fucking tongue fucking wagging shit is weird, man. Does he do that? Yeah, bro. Especially when he sees the EVPs in AEW, especially Kenny. When he sees Kenny, man, he's like all over the place, bro. I swear to God. I'm not kidding. Really, bro. I don't know what's up with him, but uh, yeah, it's kind of weird. Hopefully, Brendan Melton is not related to him. Let's hope so. Uh, And uh, Facebook, you said, sounds like David. (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) Touch your biceps. Hey, he's got guns, bro. Thank you. I'm the man of a million voices. That was all bullshit. I I was never an impressionist. I'm just gonna lay it out here right now. I never did impressions before in my life, but you know. Oh, oh, oh yeah, of course not. What about that never. sweet iced tea? Remember that? Huh? The sweet what iced tea. About? What? Oh yeah, that's right. Um, don't don't mind me. <laughs> K-fabe, K-fabe. 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 Go, Chris. <laughs> continue on, man. All right, all right. All right. It's your guys' show. I'll shut the fuck up. <laughs> all right, all right. Here we go. So after the match, uh, after the match, uh, like I said, it's a life and death situation where MJF just barely beats um, Tokyo Manono Coco or whatever the fuck his name is. What? And kids, uh, whatever. Um, anyway, five stars. Just barely, just barely gets the win. Afterwards, he puts on the diamond ring, hits the kid. Um, you can clearly see the referee hand the kid something. Uh, oh. Afterwards, he's bleeding. Afterwards, they show the kid again. Clearly, hand something back to the referee. <laughs> Everyone in production, you're fired. You're fired from last week. Yeah. You're fired for this week. You're all fucked. Well, look how bad the week before was, or the week before that too. I mean, production yeah. in AEW. Wait a minute. Is for Kaka. Was what? the referee in on it? Like, is he? Yeah, part of course it would be. Yeah. Uh, no. Well, you were, no, 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 no. Not technically the oh ref boy. was part, not of the story. part of the storyline. But this he was just be an absolute fuck up where they showed you what happened on TV accidentally. Like, there's somebody in the back who's literally watching each screen, each cameraman. There's somebody in the back. Their job is to have all the cameras up on a screen and to look at what's what's going on and to say, okay, cut to camera three. If you look on camera three and you can clearly see a guy handing the other guy the fucking blade, you go, cut to four. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You, you don't show them this shit. And homeboy, I don't know if you saw this, but the week before, they cut to fucking John Moxley in the corner, literally sitting in the corner with a blade in his hand going like this. And they cut to it. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, yeah, that's bad, man. Hey, John Enright, our, our co-host from uh, the Smack Attack, says, Homeboy 88, how's the fruit selling going? <laughs> Who the fuck is that? <laughs> He's HMG's owned, own 
John oh, Inright. Come on, bro. You know who John Inright is. Don't give me that shit, homeboy. boy. I've heard of his name. I think he listened to <laughs> like New Force Order back in the day. Yeah. He also says, how dare you, Chris? <laughs> and Takeshita. Takeshita is how you pronounce it, Chris. Just quietly. Hey, hey, oh, look, hey, 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 motherfucker. Look, look. I'll there show you is. how good the fucking orange business is. You want to take a look at my two-story house? I'll give you a fucking <laughs> That's tour That's true. Right now, That's homeboy. a shoot. That's a fucking That's a shoot. shoot. He's not lying. Not a word, homeboy. <laughs> also, AEW's the pen and teller of wrestling. Uh, yeah, something like that. Here's how we do the magic. <laughs> yeah. No, can yeah. I see this? This, this? Honestly, man, that's horrible, Chris. Like, back in the days, like, Macho Man had it in his trunks or... Ric Flair had it on his fingers. Is that what he had? It? He had like Production, a though, would know to cut away when they're fucking blading their homeboys. Exactly. I, they wouldn't. I, they, your production doesn't just go right to the fucking guy as he's blading. But they also did it themselves. What the fuck is the referee giving him a blade for? I don't understand that. That, lazy, to me, bro. screams of a situation where a guy says, you know, I'm not used to having a blade in my trunks. I, you know, I I don't feel comfortable wrestling that way, or I don't feel comfortable having it in a in in, in my tape on my wrist, which a lot of guys used to do. They didn't. They used tape. to put it in two. Yeah, I was gonna man. say yeah. that. that. That was hardcore having it in your mouth. That's hard. That's there's all kinds. There's all kinds of places where people used to do it, but that just screams to me of a kid say of a kid being told, "Hey, you know, you know, you know what would really get you over." Um, <laughs> Taka Naka Boogie Wookie. Uh, if you if you bladed, if you if you got some color at the end, it would really really get over the fact that you had a great match against the champion. Which again, like Taka Fuka, whatever, shouldn't be. Yeah, it's sorry. Ta Keshta, Chris. Konsuke. Ta Keshta. I heard he was uh, riding on top of one of the balloons, bro. That's a whole different country. Japan and China are not the same. Uh, yeah, but he took know. a ride over here. And over. I mean, maybe, maybe. I don't. I don't know how I'm we kidding. got. I'm here. kidding, guys. Well, yo, Jimbo says Chris is right. That's the director of the show that picks the camera shots. I assume he means producer. Um, but yeah, he is right. And also, Facebook user says breaking news: EC3 controls his narrative by signing with NWA. Yeah, big news. Also, Ooh. the uh, imposter professor. I don't know what's going on here, but this is the Aussie professor. That's all I know. The guy AW Hyde still learned from Kevin Dunn. Um, I don't know if that's a joke, but I don't think that's true. But he also say said, take a noodle. Take a noodle. Uh, take yeah. a sushi. Uh... <laughs> Takeshita. Chris. The, su- the, the Sushiwara okay, Armbar. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Sushiwara okay. Armbar. Wow. I'm giving you the racist baton. Yeah. I, okay. <laughs> uh, Canada wins gold, Japanese ladies and gentlemen. When it comes to Japanese wrestling, I'll take that baton every time, brother. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with that. Oh, um, anyway, yeah. Jimmy, like, what the fuck is going on with production that they keep doing this? I don't know, man. And the thing is, originally, AEW started with Nitro's original production. Funny enough. Mm. You would have thought they had experience. I know it's been years since they've uh, shot professional wrestling. But uh, <coughs> come on, guys. Get your shit together. But to be fair, maybe it isn't production's fault. 
Has production been told in the first place that they're going to blade? And at what point? You well, see? if they because... haven't, if they haven't, then they need to be. Like, this exactly. needs to run smoother. Yeah, I mean, so I don't know whose fault it is. If it's production, fire him now, TK. If it's not, then fire yourself. <laughs> because seriously, someone's not doing their job properly. I just don't know who it is. For now, we'll say it's production. And the thing is, is like, if it if it's not production, if it is a matter of nobody directing the show properly, honestly, TK, you've probably got seven guys, like, who you already pay in your company who would be decent bookers. You've got guys who know what to do to run a wrestling show. Just let them do it. Get out of the way. Stop trying to fucking take over everything. It's just, it's embarrassing. Fuck. It is. Um, all right. Next up here is uh, uh, Tiki Barber Scores. Tiki Tiki Barber is that the name of the guy? Mm, apparently, Tiki Barber Scores. Cool. But there, um, but there. Cool. Manny Pacquiao. Manny Pacquiao. I uh, I, I love uh, him, I by love, the way. I'm not gonna. I'm I, not talking shit about Manny Pacquiao. I love God and uh, God. God give me strength to uh, to make all this <laughs> happen. I love God. I love, I my love God. the people. He is, he is uh, but, um, I, tell you this, but I love then. that. But damn. Um, <laughs> but you said it fucking perfect too, Chris. Uh, do, do that one more time. I am very religious. Just winning tonight. <laughs> no, but, but, but me and Chris are huge fans of Manny Pacquiao. So are my motherfuckers. Hell Dude, damn. Manny Pacquiao is like one of my favorites ever. Yeah, Love that guy. But uh, but uh. <laughs> Anyway, back to wrestling, Chris. Go for it. All right, back to wrestling. Uh, it's a woman's match as Jamie Hayter oh. takes on Bunny. <laughs> uh, and legitimately breaks her face before the end of the match. So... But, uh, really? That was fun to watch. Uh, yeah, it worked. I mean, that's a shoe? No, it was a shoe. Um, so much so that Bunny didn't sell a stomp after taking an exploder suplex mm. uh, because her face was legitimately broken and she didn't, like, she was in so much pain that she didn't want to oh react. Rather than the referee stepping in and saying, whoa, whoa, she's injured, stop the match calling up, you know, throwing up an X as they are supposed to do. She just let Jamie Hayter pick her up, hit her with a ripcord, lariat, and then pin her. So, that was cool. And that reminds me, I gotta go, guys, but the, look out for Nicholas Cage, John Travolta face-off 2, coming what? soon to a theater near you. Really? That's a real thing. That's a shoot? That's a shoot, bro. Face-off Really? Two. We're gonna get 80-year-old fucking... Break, so this breaking Stallone. news. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Stallone. <laughs> but, uh, I'm ready here. Ready for the big ride, baby. When are we going to get Tango song. and Cash Part 2, for fuck's sake? I don't know, but Face Off 2 <laughs> coming soon. All right. Later, guys. Oh, go. Peace out, homeboy. Peace. That's Homeboy 88. <laughs> Hey, and go check out his show, the Homeboy eighty eight podcast. Great show, I'm not gonna lie. That's right. And don't. He's a homeboy, take, Chris. Listen, even if you dislike Homeboy, and it's okay to dislike <laughs> Homeboy, don't do anything truly dangerous and try to take his face. Off. Right. Yeah, because that's part two. Dos. Part two. Part, part dos. Yeah. Yeah. As uh, some particular wrestler, LA Knight, would say. 
But anyway, uh, yeah, let's get back to AEW, Chris. All right, so better. after Hater wins with the Ripcord Lariat, um, Tony Cakes and Paige are backstage. They beat up some nerd and spray painter. <laughs> Paige isn't threatening. Lie. And look, Tony is like, Tony is actually gorgeous. Why is she wearing so much fucking makeup? Because well, she Jeff... looks like garbage like the last huh. couple of weeks on AEW. She looks like like Heath Ledger from the fucking Batman movies right now. Like she needs to take it easy with the brushes. With the brushes? Damn. Well, first of all, our very own Dr. Jeff Lippman, Chris, thinks she looks like a man. Uh, can you believe that shit? I mean... I, if he's just going off of what she's looked like in AEW, don't even fucking blame him. She's, I don't know what she's doing, but she was gorgeous when she was in NXT. She looks like crap in AEW. It's the hair, man. She's going for that Bob look. Uh, and you know what? She's got, she's pretty flat chested too for a bit of a like meaty chick, if you know what I mean. Um, mm. She's not ugly. I don't find her fucking like a man like fucking uh, someone would say I'll, I'll tell you who is a man though and starts with N just saying nice just next quietly yeah something like that it was it Nyla bros something like that Nyla something bros like that. yeah get it <laughs> anywho but the point right. is she's not that ugly but I know what you're saying though she's different that's for sure yeah, and Paige isn't threatening. I'm not. I'm not threatened by Paige. Better go. Oh, better this is go. my house now. My house. <laughs> you fucked all your house last time, uh, Soraya. Just saying. <laughs> uh, up, up, down, down. Anyone? <laughs> you know, with Paige, just like with the P- with the PWC, the answer is always peace. Uh, <laughs> that poor Davis championship <laughs> we're terrible people Jimmy but I love it alright so at one point here oh, after the shit. match uh, they cut to the booth where uh, you know all three guys are talking my daughter goes um why is that man wearing a mask and I said because he's an idiot honey <laughs> excuse me fake call too because <laughs> yep, he's call. an idiot because he's an straight idiot straight up that's just the answer. Uh, okay, so there's a pretty lady backstage. She goes to interview pretty MJF. Uh, yeah, I can't remember what her name is. I, oh, I don't I'm talking about Big Bill's fucking Mrs. Diddy P's daughter. Is that who it is? Wow. Yeah, cool. legit. And uh, Big William Morrissey, Big Dick Morrissey, <laughs> Big Bill, yeah. sorry, uh, is uh, engaged to her, as a matter of fact. Wow. So you're saying bang. there's a chance. Bang. Just kidding. There's All a right. chance. <laughs> you know what Diddy P's say? Bang. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Oh. Oh no. Oh. Okay. That was so the pretty ladies backstage. Uh, she interviews oh, MJF. Shit. MJF tells her a story about uh, being in a, a car accident with his ex-girlfriend, <sighs> and how he ran away and left her there because MJF is proud to be a piece of shit. Um, this was a funny little segment. The best thing about this segment is that today MJF tweeted, "If the Nassau police call me one more time, I'm <laughs> fucking, 
I'm I'm gonna be pissed. You're all snitches. <laughs> I was like that. I fucking MJF is priceless. Please don't let anything happen to MJF. He is professional wrestling right now. I love that man. And you know what's even more creepy? I bet you there was freaking idiots out there that did call the cops, man. No doubt. Hundred percent. There's, there's no stupid. ifs or buts about it. Because today's woke fans, so called, like is just ridiculous. Some of them, man. Like legitimately. Well, like, most male feminists are creeps. Oh. We'll just <laughs> male feminists. That already just sounds creepy, dude. I mean, yeah. seriously, you, you're a bunch of creeps. Just it's quiet. weird. Anyway, uh, anyway, next up here, it's uh, it's time for the gauntlet, uh, Jimmy. <laughs> no, not oh, that the gauntlet. Bukaki? No, not, not, okay, not Paige's gauntlet uh, that she ran a long time ago. She's oh, she done ran her the gauntlet. gauntlet. She, I mean, Holy maybe shit. she's got a new gauntlet, but we won't know unless the video leaks. Um, but uh, oh, she doesn't have a belt right now, does she? Okay, oh, no, thank God. Just keep it off her. Um, oh, fucking belt, oh. man. Damn it. That is, I'll never get that image out of my head, especially the meme that was going around. Soraya's all elite with her. <laughs> I don't know if you remember it, but yeah, that was that was gold. Uh, oh uh, Soraya, yeah. the, the the gift that keeps on giving, literally. So not Paige's gauntlet, uh, not uh, not not the gauntlet that MJF is making Daniel is, is making Brian Danielson run through, uh, but the other gauntlet, the one that uh, the one that Chris Jericho is is making uh, is making Ricky Starks run through. Uh, so it's time for that. And and to say it literally, he got fucked. He got. I mean, this was just honestly, this wasn't great. Listen, so he's got to beat both members of Two Point Oh, and then he either has to beat Guevara or Garcia. I think because this hasn't been super clearly laid out, but I'm pretty sure that was what happened. So he beats Cool Hand uh, and Angela, Ange- Cool Hand <laughs> Angelo, Angela, Chris Angelo. with a spear. <laughs> And uh, he rolls up the fat one. Uh, <laughs> what fat one is that, actually, Chris? The fatter one with the fat face. <laughs> the one, hey, spotted the diners. That one you're talking about? Uh, yeah, the one who talks like he's from Chicago, New York? in spite of the oh, fact that oh, New he's York. fucking Canadian. <laughs> French Canadian, um, mind you. Just ridiculous. <laughs> Absolutely insane. Um, Garcia hey, and Guevara come out. <laughs> And uh, it looks like Garcia is the one that Stark's going to have to beat to get to Chris Jericho. Uh, Starks completely ignores a superplex and snaps up into a Northern Lights bomb. So, fuck off cool. already. Cool. Um, yeah. No, literally. He got hit with a superplex, which is not just a suplex. It's a suplex it's a from the top of the, <laughs> of the turnbuckles. It's, 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 a, it's a move that generally gets a two count. Like, at least a two count. He literally got hit with it and bounced up to land a Northern Lights bomb. So, fuck off already. This match is already fucked. It's a joke. I can't take anything seriously. Um, right at the end, obviously Jericho, uh, wearing a mask, uh, hits his spinning back elbow Judas effect. The um, Judas effect, right. The Judas effect. And uh, Garcia gets the win. And then Jericho celebrates you remember when Jericho did that cool thing with the mask in, in New Japan? I do, as a matter of fact, because yeah, he this used was that multiple like times. That. Right. No, it wasn't, actually. And uh, 
He's doing. He's starting to get a little stale now. I think, Chris. Let's be honest, man. Yeah, I mean, oh, there you go. honestly, honestly, Jimmy, I'm not kidding. Like, I feel a little bit like I have to give up like my my Winnipeg Jets jersey because I don't care about Chris Jericho. I, wow, he's boring the shit out of me. I wish he would just be by himself. Really, like. It's something about being in like one group and then jumping right away to another group. It it's just it's like why just let Chris be Chris for a little while. He's actually really entertaining, but he's trying to carry everybody at once. And, it's and then he's working. also at the same time he's trying to suck off of the popularity yeah. of everybody around him. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh, this guy's popular. Uh, yeah, let me work with him, Coach. I I'll get him over. I'll get him over, which just means that. He's going to try to take a pin away from the guy so that he can <laughs> yeah. try to mooch off of some of that guy's popularity. And it's, I mean, it, it, it has started to run thin to me. It, it started to get to the point where it's like, I, I just want to see Chris Jericho be Chris Jericho for maybe another year and then go away. <laughs> well, yeah, look, you're right. At least he's still a wizard, though. He's, yeah, he's a fucking wizard. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know, he had to get a some... license in some states to perform that shit. That's not bullshit. That's a shoot. That's ridiculous. Also, shout-outs to Winnipeg, where I'm going to be going to uh, the AEW Dynamite taping on uh, Wednesday the 15th with my girlfriend with my oh. girlfriend, and our three children. So that should be oh. lots of fun. Wow, that's going to be interesting, actually. I wonder how the kids will take to it, as a matter of fact. They <laughs> love it. They love it. Actually, my my yeah. uh, my girlfriend, who's wonderful... Um, actually said to me the other day when I was like after I was done doing or I was watching the rumble she was like she was like oh we should figure it. that's my girlfriend actually back there like, you, you can what's going on to girlfriend. Chris's girlfriend uh, that's Raquel she's awesome she made her uh, debut said, right here on the skirmish yeah um, she said to me she said oh we, we should figure out how to get that on the TV so because I was watching it on my phone because I didn't want to disturb anyone so I put <laughs> it on the TV interested. and then everybody no and then everybody was interested so yeah it's good Hey, that's awesome. The more chances that, you know, your girls become professional wrestling fans, the better. I mean, imagine they fully get into it. Wouldn't that be weird? That'd be great. I'd love, I mean, listen, <laughs> if my kids, if my kids get into the business, I'll just, I'll be oh. very insistent that they never train with Paige. <laughs> Ever. Yeah. No. <laughs> Please. Not allowed no Paige. to train with Paige. Or Soraya for that matter. You know, the same person, you know, just don't. Yeah. Mm -mm. Yeah. Stay away from her, kids. <laughs> Bad far influence. Away. <laughs> far away. <laughs> That's just crazy. Anyway. All right. Renee, Renee Paquette Moxley, good Moxley Paquette, is backstage with the acclaimed. Uh, nothing interview is nothing. I'm not even going to try to fucking review Don't even it. bother, bro. Uh, yeah, don't um, even bother. <laughs> Brian Danielson is backstage. He's apparently locked in the trainer's room. This was <laughs> stupid, Chris. This was dumb. And how awkward did it start getting, actually? As a matter of fact, it was almost like they were all waiting for the cameras to either cut or I don't know what was going on, but that was awkward, dude. Also, what's the point of having a friend who's a the only large Japanese man in Japan if you, <laughs> the tiny Brian Danielson, still have to knock down the door? He, he cut himself, remember? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. He cut himself with the blade that the referee gave him, and then he gave back Dummy. to the referee. 
Me so dumb, I cut myself. <laughs> no, but really, this 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 segment was just bad, bad, and bad. Renee Piquet looked like an idiot. Brian Danielson tried selling it, but he looked like an idiot. And let's yep. be honest, uh, Takeshita also looked like an idiot because he's a big boy just sitting there. Not even yeah, attempting I mean, to get the door open. I don't know what Sashimi was thinking in this segment, but it wasn't it wasn't worth uh, it wasn't worth him being on TV even. So uh, Rush makes his entrance. <laughs> Rush. He's he's called El Toro Blanco, and he has absolutely no white on his costume whatsoever. Awesome. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Why is he the white bull though? I don't know. He isn't, isn't white. He brown. That's and, what I'm saying. Uh, isn't he supposed he to be brown? The brown bull. He doesn't have white on his costume at all, so <laughs> he's the white bull. He's El Toro Blanco. Uh, maybe it's maybe you know maybe it's like if you have a real fat guy in your gang and you name him Skinny. <laughs> yeah, it's meant to be ironic, you know. Uh, like El Toro Blanco. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but Rush, because his name is Rush. This. Let's not get it twisted. I mean, it's, it's spelled R U S H. It's just Rush, yeah. not a Rush, but Rush. And yeah. oh, let's be fair. This match was a cracking. As a matter of oh, fact, this was I was a surprised. Great fucking wrestling it was. Match. It was a banger after banger of a match. <laughs> this was a. This was. It, I mean, I wasn't surprised at how good this match was because I know that Rush is actually a really good pro wrestler. Absolutely, no, when right. he's motivated, for sure. Um, I'm also going to say he looked a little soft. Like he, he looked like he needs to get back in the goddamn gym. Um, Are you talking about that, uh, that, that, that stuff that Braun Strowman is on? Is that what you're saying? Maybe he should get on the Braun Strowman <laughs> diet or just any kind of diet whatsoever. Cause he looked like, uh, he looked like El Toro Gordo, uh, tonight. <laughs> the fat bull, uh, uh in English. <laughs> El Toro Fati. Yeah, just big fat fuck. Um, <laughs> big fat. Grande fatty fuck, in other words. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> Toro Dorado, um, that's what I'm going to call him <laughs> now because he was wearing gold, not white. Uh, he dominates early on. Most of his offense is focused on Brian's head, which is the rod. Like, first of all, he's he focuses all of his offense on, on, on Brian's head. Which yeah. makes me uncomfortable as a fan, um, and normally would be fine. But we've spent week after week after week, and everyone who's taken on Brian Danielson has been focusing on what part of his body. <clears throat> uh, well, technically, his his arms, his fucking everything but the head, really. Why? Why have they been focusing on his arm? Because MJF was paying everyone to break his arm because of the sub- is it a submission match? Because I guess it's not, no, it's but it's a, all about him not getting his. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. So he doesn't lock in his yes lock or the LaBelle lock, whatever you want to call it. And and what's MJF's finish? The f- salt of the earth, not the Fujiwara. The salt of the bar. earth, which is right. an arm bar. So arm the focus. Bar. The focus of this match should have been Brian's arm. It wasn't. It was his head, which, again, makes me uncomfortable as a fan because I know how close Brian Danielson is to not being allowed to wrestle again. He doesn't care, Um, bro. 
Clearly, I know he doesn't. So someone else needs to fucking protect him. That's the job of a booker. It's like, okay, Ric Flair is an old fuck too, and he shouldn't be wrestling anymore. But that's you can't just say, well, it's on Rick. No, people should not book him. That's true too. Absolutely, you're right. I mean, shit, it is what it is. But uh, I, I, I don't get it either, man. He just doesn't care. It's almost like since he's jumped to AEW, it's almost like hit me in the head, hit me in the head. Hit me hard, like keep hitting me in the head. Yeah, and listen, man, the blood in this match definitely got interesting. So anyway, Danielson, he he's busted open early on. Um, so you know, if you've got your AEW bingo cards ready, check that off twice, because <laughs> uh, of course you can, because you wouldn't you wouldn't want to save blood for the segment where it matters. You just put blood everywhere. Everybody fucking bleeds. That's ridiculous, show. bro. And it's great. More blood, the better fucking rights everybody bleed and then and then later we can hire everybody who's seven feet tall so nobody looks like a giant you fucking morons you you, you have to be judicious with this shit otherwise it doesn't fucking mean anything <laughs> well it, it's aw man and uh just quietly before we continue soraya has been a game changer according to face facebook user and also he says it was forbidden duh it was Forbidden. forbidden. I think door. he was talking about what we were saying <laughs> before. For me, that was MJ's best promo earlier by Yo Jimbo. And yeah, sorry, I just had to get it out there to our, for our listeners. No, it's cool. Yeah, hey, we love having you guys on, and uh, we love hearing from you guys. We, we Absolutely. love saying what you guys are saying and talking about it, and sometimes completely ignoring you and just rolling through with the show. Cause <laughs> I, know, I try, man. To. I don't like ignoring our listeners, man. You know what no, I'm saying? No, neither so, do I. I love our yeah. listeners. Our listeners Absolutely. are awesome. Absolutely. Legit, Absolutely. like but that's a shoot. We love you guys. That's a shoot for sure. We couldn't be, we wouldn't be here without you, man. So yeah, that's that's a, that's a shoot. Speaking of blood, this this made me uncomfortable. The two of them exchange strikes on the apron, and then Rush uh, basically flips Danielson off, and his blood literally splattered onto oh, the, on camera. the camera. Yeah, like there was dots of blood in the camera. That was uh, I've never seen that before, bro. Whew. I've that never was, seen that before. That was and uncomfortable. You know, it, it was uncomfortable. You know what? Danielson was bleeding pretty bad on one side of his face, man. I mean, it was pretty thick, that blood, dude. Yep. Which I don't know if uh, that's a good thing either, being that thick. Maybe he needs to, like, test out his blood. Maybe he's got high blood pressure or something. I, I don't know, man. Yep. Uh, so... Uh, yeah, I'm not sure what, it, but he was bleeding everywhere. This might be a thing where he just because he doesn't eat meat, his blood doesn't coagulate properly or something. He did that for a reason though, just quietly because he had liver enzymes. It's not that he wanted to become vegan; he had to become vegan apparently. So, uh, yeah, yeah, just just like all the people who are who are uh, who have celiac disease but don't really have celiac <laughs> disease. <laughs> don't shoot the messenger, Chris. I'm just telling you what he said on a documentary. That a friend of mine actually produced, as a matter of fact, long before he joined WWE, which also no, featured Cole Cabana. Rest in Road bullshit. Diaries. That's bullshit. You only have one friend in this world, Jimmy, and you're talking to <laughs> him right now. That's uh, true. But, but shout out to Eric Santa Maria, by the way, who was the guy that actually made that documentary with Brian Danielson and uh, Cole Cabana. Great doco, by the way. Yeah. Sh shout outs to uh, Eric. Uh, sorry, Santa what? Maria. <laughs> He used to be the host of the Wrestling Roundtable. I don't know if you know that. Uh, and he used to be part of Ring of Honor, too. All right, well, shout-outs to Eric, uh, Santa Maria, and uh, 
also all the other saints out there. Um, Absolutely. The crowd uh, keeps breaking out into sea chants. Uh, see, every time, see, I love it, man. Every time, every time uh, Brian lands his kicks and his and his stuff, which hey, that's awesome. At one point, they chant "See siempre," yes, uh, which is was yes forever. Too. They should say "Lucha siempre," fight forever. Fight forever. Yeah, that would have actually, made more sense. actually, I think "See siempre" is better because I mean, oh it no, just, that was great. Like, that was just awesome. chant yes forever. <laughs> yeah, um, no, that was awesome. And they were calling MJF a pero, or oh, sorry, not MJF. Um, what's it called? The Rush. the white bull, Ru- a rush. It's rush, Chris, Rush. Not Rush. Yeah. rush. Um, <laughs> they were calling him a pero, and uh, yeah, that, this crowd, all fifty of them were fucking loud. I'm not gonna lie, that was like seeing like crazy, dude. They it made up funny. for the arena size with how loud they were. No really. doubt about it. I, and that's a shoot. All fifty of them, for sure. Yep. I'm being serious though. Like they really oh, did impress me. A hundred percent. You you're not I'm not I'm not I, I'm not at all laughing. Like I think you're absolutely right. This was a really good crowd in spite of how small it was. Uh Bullhorns gets countered by a running <laughs> knee. They exchange headbutts, just uh, so much, so much fucking head damage. Uh, Danielson wins with a second running knee, and um, yeah, wow, great fucking match. Like this was match a really, night. really solid match. Match of the night, might I mean, for AEW, this might be match of the month. This, but yes, this is what maybe Brian the match Danielson. The last five months. This is what Brian. This is what Brian Danielson does. He puts on incredible fucking wrestling matches. You mean he puts on banger after banger after banger. I'm sorry, but... I'm not doing that, especially on this show, because in AEW, banger after banger after (laughs) banger reminds me of Paige and not of the the Banger Brothers, so... Oh, no. Oh, no. Remember the SOS, by the way, featuring Soraya in, in WWE? The Sisters of Sodomy? As Jeff that would was, call him, that was really <laughs> that was really good. Um, uh, but again, banger after banger after. How did that be always get that wrong? That is addictive, though. Come on, man! It's saying banger after banger in a Scottish and, ac- and Irish accent, dude. No, on. as someone whose grandparents were literally from <laughs> Ireland, it's not. Um, it's not at all because I just it makes picture me my, laugh. No, I just picture my grandparents saying it, and it just makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> no. That's that's that yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Too much no. banger after Also banger. also my grandpa would never have used that word for a fight. <laughs> <laughs> How silly. Who came up with that shit? Also, because in the UK a banger is a fucking hot dog. So <laughs> Is it? Really? Yeah. Have you I never heard of bangers that. and mash? Yeah, but, well that, okay. That's more like sausage technically though. Yeah. Not technically a hot dog, yeah, if I mean, you know it's, what it's I mean. It's a hot dog, really. It's a hot dog. Oh. Well, whatever. Yeah, I do know bangers and mash, of course. It's sausage and egg. Uh, and mashed potatoes, sorry. Mashed potatoes. Obviously mashed potatoes, because it's mash. Um, well, yeah, clearly. <laughs> all right. MJF gets in the ring after the match. He attacks Brian with the ring and the Fujiwara armbar. Sorry, I mean salt of salt the earth. Sorry, the I earth. mean Fujiwara armbar. Sorry, <laughs> I mean, I don't know what to call it, because apparently neither does commentary. Uh, anyway. As a matter of fact, they were saying it. One was saying that, the other one was saying Fujiwara Amba. That's mm-hmm. not good. Get nope. your shit together. I'm looking at you, El Scaliberto. Just yes. saying. No, really, get your shit He's together. He's the instigator. 
Impractical Jobbers uh, uh-huh. are next. I'm not talking about that. That was just awful. Just fuck <laughs> off, Impractical Jokers. Let's just move on, Chris. <clears throat> okay, now, uh, next up, uh, you can't see me because I need to read this off of my sheet, but I'm going to read this <laughs> off of my sheet. Um, Trios Championship as AR Fox and Top Flight take on the Elite. And this is literally all I'm going to say about this match. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to review it. I am going to recite something that I wrote about it. So here we go. <clears throat> <laughs> flippity doo da, flip the end gay. Oh. My oh my, what a dumb fucking day. <laughs> Plenty of planchas coming your way. Flippity doo da, flippy and gay. Well, Chris, you've won the heel of the night with that one. So, You're... Fuck whoever put this match together, the elite win. <laughs> That's why you get the Darth Vader music right now, Chris. <laughs> if only I had like a, a Wiggles song or something. I should have put it onto that, but unfortunately I don't, and that's what came through to my head. So yeah, yippity doo da day. Isn't that what you're saying? Well, flippity doo da day. Flippity doo da. <laughs> Hashtag Oops. that, folks. Fucking everywhere. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, that. Let's was... fucking go, Chris. Fuck that fucking shit. Did you know that this song is actually my dad's ringtone in my phone? He told me that, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think you said it on the air too. I don't yeah, know if it was off the or on the air, but... This is the fucking song that plays. That's, <laughs> That's so dreaded, right? It's like, oh shit, what have I done? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, oh shit, what did I fucking do now? <laughs> I should do that too, man, fucking... But anyway... <clears throat> excuse me, I'm just lucky on. the old man can't force choke me. Uh, <laughs> Why, you little... <laughs> like the homo on Bart choke? Yep. Okay, there's a hook thing next. Uh, this is? gets my Jimmy Crackhorn of the night, because oh. I don't care. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> what do you want me to say? If you don't care, why should I? You shouldn't. Well, there really. you go. There I don't be, care either. There should be nothing, no, no reason for you to care about that whatsoever. Tag titles I mean, are on the line. The main event, Gun Club versus The Acclaimed. I'm going to say this, Chris. I'm super happy the Gun Club are the new champs. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I think it was time. I think it was time for the acclaimed to drop the belts. Honestly, the acclaimed have exited. The acclaimed have well. maybe overstayed their welcome a little bit. You think they hurt? They hurt us. When what show were we talking about? Where? Uh, uh, actually, I think it was you and Jeff last week on the dynamite. As a matter of oh, on the dynamite, on the skirmish, talking about uh, how. You know, we used to love them, obviously, back in, like, years ago now. Like, we'll, we'll... As a matter of fact, you and I were probably the only fucking ones that were saying that the acclaimed to this and that, and they were great, right? No one Bro, else I remember everybody props. being like, oh, I fucking... Yeah. What a stupid fucking gimmick with the rapping. It's... No, look at them trying to be John Cena. <laughs> and you and me being like, no, this is way fucking better than that shit. And you know what? And... We will we proved to be right because suddenly it was cool to be part of the acclaimed fan club, right? So, mm-hmm. but let's be real now, like you said, it was the time for them to drop those titles. Maybe they heard the show. I mean, shit, maybe they were hearing our shows because they done it in perfect time. The only problem I have with the gun club, did they really build them up to become your next champs, though? No, no, that's and the problem. No, and like, here's the 
Like, listen, like, I know people will say, like, oh, but they beat FTR. Yeah, but nobody, like, nobody had that in their mind. What they had in their mind was ass boys. Like, they need to get the stink of that off of them first. Let them get some serious wins. Let them be taken seriously as a heel group. Or do something where somebody comes in and helps them win by cheating. I know that they didn't want to turn Billy. I think that's a good I think that's good. I I, I think that turning Billy would have been fucking stupid. But legitimately, fuck it, call Chuck Palumbo. Be like, Chuck, listen, we'll oh, give no. you sixty thousand dollars for a month's work. That's all. We don't need you forever. Just come in for a month. You come in he comes in tonight. He costs the acclaimed the titles. He you know, he gets on the mic afterwards and he says you know the boys. The boys had to call me because their other dad, you know, didn't want to, you know, didn't want to support them. Whatever you do, just like you could have tied this all together so neatly in a nice, beautiful little bow. It just would have been perfect. And instead, it just kind of fizzled out. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna run through the match and then we'll talk about it afterwards here, Jimmy. So no the acclaimed dominate early on. They get the crowd into it with their interactive spots. You know. The crowd's, ch- you know, chanting "Scissor Me, Daddy" to the tune of Seven Nation Army" uh, before commercial break. So that's, you know, for those of you who are uninitiated, that's "Oh, Scissor Me, Daddy." Yeah, good stuff. Um, Bowens fires up. He lands some good offense. Everybody's in the ring for like a minute and a half, but hey, they did it for the trios titles. So why would you change now? Um. There's a ref bump, which is something we almost never see in AEW, and maybe we know why, because that ref looked like he killed himself. Um, uh. Austin grabs the belt. Billy gets involved, and it looks like he's going to help his sons, but he doesn't. Uh, mic drop only gets a two count after the ref can barely move. There's a belt shot from the outside. Guns win the tag titles to finish. Again, the crowd does not like what they saw. The reaction here was... I think genuine surprise, but also I think there was a lot of surprise and disappointment. This was, you know, in in today's entertainment world, a lot of people who direct movies try to do a thing that they call subverting expectations, right? So they don't want to do what's expected. Sometimes that turns into something really great, like let's say uh, uh, Thor 3, right? Thor Ragnarok. It was a subversion of the expectations that people had. Uh, Thor was really funny, and it, it actually walked the line really well, and Ragnarok was a really good movie. Um, but then you also get subversion of expectations sometimes, and it's Thor Love and Thunder. And by that, what I mean is it's a crap fest. Um, <laughs> this was the latter. This was the subversion of expectations, but nobody was happy with it nobody was was surprised and excited or intrigued it was just the the look that you had on everybody's face in the crowd was the same thing that i expressed last week when i was talking to jeff was like it's not going to be it's not going to feel good it's not it's not going to feel like you've actually gotten to this point you know by telling a proper story the the, the looks on everybody's face was surprised and annoyed it was Really? Really? True. What did you think? And let's be honest. Well, first of all, is it just me, other than MJF right now, have all the championships sort of cursed the wrestlers that win them in AEW? Think about it. I mean, Jamie Hayter as your AEW Women's Champion. Just broke somebody's face. 
Right, which is weird. Um, but did it really elevate her? At first it didn't. I think now she's sort of coming into her own, but you get my drift. Um, no, because one of her first... Because one of her first fucking defenses was against a 65-year-old Japanese lady who looks <laughs> <Right>. like Hitler. <laughs> With the fake, yeah, the mustache. Right. <laughs> anyway, but also the TNT Championship, what has that done for anyone? It's just hot-shotting everywhere. Um, honestly, that All-Atlantic Championship, where's that? I don't know. Tonight was championship fight night. Where was the All-Atlantic Championship? Maybe, maybe Chris Jericho took it into the Atlantic. Oh, no, Chris Jericho <laughs> was back. Maybe Chris Jericho threw it into the Atlantic when he was maybe. in the actual Atlantic Ocean uh, earlier this year for his cruise. Maybe. That's I true. don't know. Jericho Helsen. Who, who the fuck even is the All-Atlantic the all Atlantic champion right now, Jimmy? I'm not, I'm not joking. I don't fucking really? know the answer to this. It is your favorite wrestler, as a matter of fact, Chris, in Orange Cassidy. Oh, my God. Yeah, the oh, Orange Punch. Oh, what a useless fucking belt. The Orange Punch. Shouldn't they call it the All Orange Championship then? If we're going to call everything All Atlantic? I Why just, not? The, the All orange, Atlantic. And have the All Atlantic orange. Championship that has like Japan's flag on it. <laughs> yeah, of course it does. Great. I'm surprised it doesn't have Australia's flag on it. Or does it? It probably does. I bet <laughs> you look close enough. I should look up the belt because if it does, no shit. I mean, TK, there's something wrong with the guy mentally, clearly. I mean... That guy does not know what the fuck he's doing. Uh, I'm, I'm just saying, maybe it's too much coke, TK. Just saying, you know what I mean? Maybe we need to just chill out on the coca, Holmes. You know what I mean? <laughs> just Calmate, chill. Calmate, <laughs> Calmate. Tranquilo, bro. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Shit. Anyway, <laughs> let's continue. But yeah, uh, my point was, I feel like with the ass boys... Are those championships going to elevate them? I'm not sure they that it will, man. And that's a shame because, let's be honest, Chris, whether you love them or hate them, they're pretty good, man, if they're allowed to, like, be them. You know what I'm saying? So we'll see. We'll see where this goes. I don't like the way they've won the championship. It could have been done much better. It should have even been done at a, an event that sort of mattered more, not in this little ringy-dink El Paso, Texas 50-seat arena. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. It just didn't feel special, even though it was kind of obvious that we're going to win the championships anyway. Yeah, like I said, I mean, there wasn't really a way to get out of this and have it be really, really good. But you, you, could, have, you could have done the thing with Chuck Palumbo or you could have just had the acclaimed go over and move on to the next group. <clears throat> but my guess is that they wanted to get the belts onto the gun club so that when FTR come back, FTR can take the belts off of them. If they I come back, like FTR, it. by the way. I they're, think they're, they're, well, they're not 100% sure, but I'm leaning towards that. <laughs> Pierce Austin says, what's up, cunt? What's up, you sick cunt, Pierce? <laughs> See what I mean? Good old Shaya. That's with the S, not an A. Um, he also said, wait, did you just say Tony Lan, Pierce? Is he Turkish now? Like, are we going to call him Tony Lan? Tony <laughs> Who is it, Tony? Lan. That's what the Turks said. They're like, what's up, Lan? <laughs> I'm not kidding. Tony uh, Khan's coke bag is all elite. That's a good comment. That is. that. It's got to be all elite. It's got to be 100% pure Colombian, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? I hope it is. Anyway, there you go. Yeah, but the accent that Australia you just said, cunt. Is, 
But the, well, the the accent that you just said, Maine, is actually it's Colombian. Cuban. It's not Colombian. It's not Colombian. Oh, it's, oh you're right. It is more Cuban. You're you're yeah. right. It is. I know. Maine. I'm always right. That's my gimmick. <laughs> what? You're Cuban? No, that I'm right all the time. Jesus oh, Christ. Oh, well, sorry, sorry. It must be the Cuban in my head. I'm <laughs> just <Yeah>. saying. <laughs> it's all that. It's all that Cubano cooking there. <laughs> Fuse says I would actually party with TK. So I would, would I, not. so I could just slap him. Like, seriously. I, I, that's one guy I would not fucking party with. TK looks like he would just be an would absolute be? fucking wreck, dude. He'd be, not he'd a, be talking not a wreck. There would be hookers in the room, and he'd be trying <laughs> to talk to you about the finish of some fucking obscure Japanese wrestling match from 1997. Shut up, TK. Shut up. Well, first of all, you'd be hugging you all night also, let's be honest. Yeah. And then he might and then if you partied with him the next night, he'd probably try to like he'd probably try to find your your clothing that you were wearing and try to, you know, <laughs> match it? outfits for the next time. Oh no. If I partied with him, he would definitely try to go out and get some Wait, echo, echo clothing for next time. Yeah, for sure. Oh, TK and Echo clothing just doesn't roll with me, bro. I love Echo. I've got Echo shit too, man, but yeah. TK, imagine yeah. him. Come on, no, I, I can't imagine TK in anything interesting or cool. <laughs> Pierce also says, bro, he's a multi-billionaire. Just have him shout out <laughs> all night. Yeah, he should be shouting us the 100% the pure Colombian and not to mention drinks. It's on him for sure. I, I'm down. He even says I'd get him hammered and have him buy me an island. <laughs> <laughs> Are we on a freaking island right now? Does he own it? Do we even exist, Pierce? That's the million dollar question. But anyway, um, I digress. No, you guys exist. You're just paid actors. That's all. Oh, no, that's right. Really? I'm American, bro. Come on. I'm yeah. just putting on this accent. Yeah, really? You're from Chicago. You're letting, you're <laughs> yeah. letting it slip a little bit with that Bulls jersey, bro. <laughs> oh, true. Whoops. <laughs> See, I laugh like a you're, guy from Chicago. <laughs> you're, you're about to get paid a little less. You know, because you're because oh. you're letting it slip. You're letting. Come on, bro. Slip, so. Come on. That that sounds more New York now. <laughs> yeah, that's that's definitely New York. Yeah, you got to get your accents right. Um, I mean, you do the Australian accent decently, I guess. It's really not much of an <laughs> really? Australian accent. Yeah, well, I like, try. You're not bro. even good at the Australian accent. You need to be better. <laughs> I try. <Jesus> Christ. <laughs> Remember, I'm an AI, Chris. I, you I mean, gotta throw you know in I mean? a mate every once in a while too, though, man. You gotta, you, you gotta know what, really mate? I don't it up actually sometimes. use it. I, yeah, but you know what's funny? I'm not. The only time I use mate really is if I just walk up to a stranger for whatever reason, like, and be like, "Excuse me, mate," or "Sorry, mate," or "Thank you, mate," whatever the case. Other than that, I don't really call my mates mates. <laughs> if that makes right. sense you, to you, you please. just call your mate D. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not the exactly name of your mate. Oh, true. I mean, fair yeah. point. Touche. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, we're going technical here. <laughs> we are. <laughs> All right. Um, anyway, this show was good. Uh, it, there was, was some good. good stuff on it. Yeah, there was some good stuff on it. If, and then, if and you then watched it without all the bullshit. Well, yeah. That means, come on, but it's Kenny, bro. Kenny was in the match, though. And a fox. Did I mention a fox? Anyone? Fox? Anyone like foxes? Chris? Clearly, you do not like a fox because he just disappeared on me. Oh, there you are. Sorry. Um, yeah, but anyway. Like foxes. It's not. Um, 
anyway, Jimmy, um, yeah, this 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 was a pretty decent show. Um, MJF is a great heel. He should have went over a lot quicker over Take a Shitta. Um, take Takeshita. <laughs> See, I, told you. I got Before you. That. I knew you had me. Knew you had me. I got you. <laughs> 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 um, exactly. But anyway, he should have went over a little bit quicker. Um, the blood was unnecessary. The production was awful. Uh, the tag match main event wasn't good or satisfying. The trios championship was an absolute fucking shit show. I'm trampling honestly, fist. Honestly, the less of that, the better. You kill me every time they fucking do that. Um, but that match that that Rush and and Brian oh had gosh. was fucking great. So if you're gonna go si back siempre. and watch something from this show, watch that. Um, and MJF, you know, just and in general Takeshita. being great. No, really, those two matches were the matches of the night. Yeah. Rush and and Danielson was probably the match of the night. Oh, for but sure, coming, it, it was for sure. Yeah, like it was. But a, great a close match. second was MJF and Takeshita. It was a good old school match. Again, the booking was wrong. It should have been quicker. But right. the match between Rush and 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 Brian was that was the right booking. Like aside no, from Rush, sure. Rush should have focused on the arm. But other than that, everything about that was right. It was two guys who are built up on this TV as serious threats um having a really good back and forth match where the baby face has to pull out all the stops in the end to win that's actually the right booking for those two guys wrestling they did a very similar story <clears throat> in the opener between mjf and Takeshita. it's just not the right booking for it so to me one of those matches is match of the night match of the month maybe match of the quarter um and the other match is a good match that shouldn't have happened. Right, and an eliminator also, like, really? Yeah, title eliminator. So what does that mean? Takeshka's back, he's like, the he's like what, contender number 50 again? Does he go <laughs> all the way back to the beginning of the well, contendership status? Or is he back to the bottom of the top 10? Or, by the way... We don't know anymore. <laughs> by the way, like, where are our rankings? Didn't Weren't we told that rankings were going to be a big part of this show? Stop it! Remember, my, uh, Men in Black with the fucking that stick, whatever they had that would wipe your memory. Yeah, the memory eraser thing. Well, Boom. clear your fucking memory, Chris, because I don't know what you're talking about. All right. Well, I don't know what you're talking about, but I do know <laughs> that if people want to get a hold of you, if they for say, if they you know, let's say, want to pay you to let's say <laughs> pretend to be from let's say an island that we're uh, saying is Australia. If they wanted to get a hold of you, Jimmy, to pay for your services as a paid actor, what would they where would they get a hold of you, bud? Well you can hit me up at the PWC network at gmail.com for business inquiries. There you go. So if you want me to be American, I can be American. Come on, bro. Look from New York. Easy. No problem. You want me to be Southern? <clears throat> That's a slobber knocker, y'all. So I could do that too. It was bad, but it was good enough. If you want me to do Canadian, all I have to say is eh. I mean, hey. seriously. Hey. 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 See, you can be Italian and Canadian at the same time. Hey. And a grease ball. <laughs> hey. hey. How you doing? Hey. <laughs> it's me, Mario, from Toronto. <laughs> but anyway, what was it Quebec? I don't know. 
It doesn't matter. Whatever you want, I can do. I can do anything. I can be European also. I mean, I can be whatever you want. I'm an AI. Just program me and I'll be your man. Or your, or your computer. Or your robot. Whatever it is. All right. Well, that's where you can find Jimmy. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at ChrisAms1. You can also find me um, right here on the PWC. You can find me on the most recent episode of the Impact Attack with the Vet. That was awesome. And also the most recent episode of the Smack Attack, which was also quite awesome. Um, it was. Yeah. And apparently I'll be on the Smack Attack quite a bit more moving forward. So You're back, Chris, awesome. next week. <laughs> I'm back. You passed. I'm you back. Passed. That's it. You're back. You're back. Actually, you're part of the Smack Attack now. And as, as well as Jeff. And I just wanted to point out, we, we forgot to mention one thing before we go, Chris. Okay. We didn't mention the MJF Liv Morgan promo. The what? The MJF Liv Morgan promo from Dynamite. You didn't catch it? Really? No. Oh, come on, dude. He was talking about how he was getting his dick sucked from Liv Morgan. And he even, he even did the motion. <laughs> In front of while he's getting interviewed by DDP's friggin' daughter, he's going, Get it? <laughs> Legit. Everything's penis only here at the PWC, but clearly on Dynamite. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, so whether you're MJF page or the PWC, the answer <clears throat> is always penis. Always. Uh, for Jimmy T, I've been Chris Ams. You've been a wonderful audience. Thanks a lot. We love you. Peace out. Oh, and before I go, like and subscribe right here at the pwcnetwork.podbean.com. That's it. And we're out. Right here. Peace. Do it. Here. Right there. Down there. You know, just under my name where you can follow me also on Twitter at DJ Mass Effect. Over. And there. Over here. There. Wherever. But whatever it is, we're out of here. So, peace out. Much love. And see us. Banger after the banger. <laughs>
The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to.